Welcome to episode two of season three of Theatre of the World of Man Bites of God. I'm James of. Uh, I'm of Mark. And I'm often Chris. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome to this uh, second episode, uh, which is off called Death. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really? to do with off. That's I guess your, you go a bit off when you're dead, don't you? Dead. Yeah. We thought this would be uh, uh, an easy topic. Lads, has it yeah. been an easy topic? Yeah, nah. of course. Any of us dead? I mean, I remember it's got to have died well, was, on occasion. One thing I tried to think of people who died. Yeah. Couldn't think of anyone. Really? No one's died. <laughs> the whole world. Everyone's no still alive. <laughs> I tell you, you did. Chopper Reed died. He yeah. did. And, and we were, James and I were talking about this just yeah. earlier. And, um, we... and didn't he just suddenly become Gandhi overnight? <laughs> <laughs> I know. What the hell is that? It was just this guy who kills a lot of people and suddenly yeah. he's awesome. Burn people's toes off with a blowtorch. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah, a hero. Here's a great idea for a show. Gandhi and Chopper. <laughs> that is, and they're on, and they're on a motorcycle. Yeah. And uh, Chopper just keeps telling Gandhi to harden the fuck up, and Gandhi's always hungry. I just, I just remember thinking, and it wasn't that long after the, Ch- the Chopper Reed movie had come out. That time when we were performing in the Comics Lounge, and Chopper when Chopper Reed was on the bill, we met him. I met him back. Yeah, I met him, I met him as well. And and I spent the entire time going, "This is a man who just at random occasionally would whip out a shotgun and shoot someone in the face." And we're just standing on stage. Maybe he doesn't like our comedy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's having a bad day. Maybe he's got. A saw back who knows and that's terrible to brand someone like that but honestly he killed people right yeah this uh, episode is about death, death. Yeah. yeah let's start it the way we started with fact bombs, bombs. fact bombs fact bombs mark's got a fact bombs about death timothy dexter mm. an eccentric american businessman and author of a pickle for the knowing ones or plain truth in a homespun dress uh, which was a book that had no punctuation and random capitalization. <laughs> faked his. You read that title as the author intended. I think so. It's confused. Uh, faked his own death in the early 1800s. When about 3,000 people turned up to his funeral, they were disappointed to hear him still very much alive and screaming at his <laughs> wife that she was not grieving enough. <laughs> They were disappointed. Oh my god! <laughs> did he did he do a reveal? Like was the casket there, and he popped out of the casket and went, "Ha ha! No, you think, aren't crying enough." I think they just got there. Uh, they got there a bit early, and he was just shouting at his wife, "No more! <laughs> you love me more." Huh. Yeah. That's sad. But I think perhaps she was still a bit annoyed because some years earlier he began telling visitors to their Newburyport, Massachusetts home that his wife was dead. <laughs> And that the woman who could be seen frequenting the building was actually her ghost. ghost. Wow. I would be a bit miffed. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met my wife? Ooh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Fact bombs. Right. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. That's awesome. Ooh. Fact bombs. Um, and speaking of Timothy, because you that was the kind of guy's name, wasn't it? Timothy just yeah, made me think of Timothy, Timothy Leary, um, and an amazing documentary that I saw years ago. Hmm. Um, that if you see it. Check it out, and it's about Tim- Timothy Leary. Turn but on, it was about turn off, tune out, drop out. Yeah, it could have been that one. Something like that. Have Tune you in, seen it? 
Uh, no, I haven't, but at I the know end of Timothy O'Leary. It was um, a bit sensational at the time because at the end of the documentary, Timothy O'Leary famously wanted to be uh, cryogenically frozen. Mm. Um, but by the end of his life, he had not enough money to uh, freeze his entire body, which is quite expensive. So LSD, you've got to go with the head, right? But you can't leave the head on the body for too long after it's dead. It's got to be mm. packed in ice pretty quickly. So the final scene of the documentary is one take at the moment that he dies of them hacking his head off and putting it into a box of ice. Holy shit. Yep. It's amazing and bizarre and gruesome and, yeah. Because you've spent the entire documentary basically meeting the guy because it's all about his yeah. life, but that final scene is him having his head hacked off. Huh. No wonder he was leery. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> Puns. Yep. I thought I thought perhaps you were going to say uh, because his last name was Dexter, and that you might uh, talk about uh, Dexter, which was a show about a man who killed people, oh, and then yeah. the show died in the ass because it was a piece of yeah. shit. The, the show died him. to death. How about that? I the show died, wanted... and he faked his own death. Spoilers. I Sorry. almost want to watch it so I can see how the ending could have been so bad that everyone was so out. It was so shit. I watched it, and my God, all they did was talk. Uh, Stop talking. Do something. Kill somebody. Yeah. Something. Oh. Well, I probably will still watch it. Shut up and shoot someone. <laughs> <laughs> but it was—it was. I mean, it's ter- terrible timing because it was at the same time as the end of Breaking Bad. It I was know. like that was the real the tragedy worst and the best ending. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kids. Hey, kids. If you're starting your own podcast, here's a good bit of advice: the more segments you have in a show. Uh, the easier it is to write for because yep. you just have segments and you go, oh, I'll just do this for this and that for that. You don't have to actually think of anything entertaining. That's, that's a fact bomb in itself. Fact bomb in itself. That's, Let a, me, that's for the podcast episode of the podcast. <laughs> Let me illustrate that point by doing one of my uh, ridiculous segments called James's List of Things. Ah, James's List of Things. Ready, Chris? Yeah. Do you remember it this time? Nah, but okay. let's try it. James. One, two, three. James's, James's List of Things. things. James's List of Things. James has got, got some things to list. Bing. Really, Bing? Uh, Sponsored I was about, by Bing. <laughs> this ties in very nicely because we've talked about death, which is obviously the topic, but also we've talked about uh, uh, playing the, the comics lounge and Chopper Reed and so forth. Yes. Um, this combines both of those, death in the in the term more of dying in as a comedian. Uh, understand. Yes. As opposed to dying in a, in a literal, literal way. Right. Uh, and consequently, my list of things today is the 10 worst comedy clubs in the world. <laughs> Now, if you're a comedian and booked to play a club with the following name, you might want to rethink it or kill yourself, whatever. It doesn't matter because I just made them up. Number one, the chuckle bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, comedian's delatte. That's a comedy uh, in a a coffee house. Yes. Mm. Number three, connecting back to what we were talking about, number three is called Turn On, Tune In, Prop out, <laughs> all prop comedy, oh. seven days a week. Woo. Number four, Uncle Happy's Giggle Factory and Brothel. <laughs> Number five, Something Smells Funny Theatre Restaurant. <laughs> Number six, The Improv Sack. <laughs> Number seven, The Gag Reflex. <laughs> Number eight, Next Window Please, the world's only drive through comedy club. <laughs> These are million-dollar ideas. I know. I, I would be doing the drive through Number nine, The Sick Burn Ward. <laughs> Possibly mm, my favourite. Dying Children is the uh, <laughs> next door. 
And number 10, the laughing buff. <laughs> uh, yeah, remember, it's God playing next week at the laughing buff. Full oh. week. Kids get in free. Uh, I, possibly there are places called those. Yeah, there could be. So. Maybe the chuckle bucket. Chuckle bucket, I would say, is yeah, someone's got it out there. The drive through um, comedy thing reminds me of something that a lot of our listeners, well, some of our listeners may, may never have under, understood or realized that. Before the internet, the um, only way you could get a little, a little kick, a little bit of a joke, um, you know, quickly, there was no drive-through, but you could dial a joke. And, and that just came back to me when you were talking about the drive-through joke. I've gone, what a bizarre world that we had dial a joke. And you just ring up, somebody tell you a joke. And it was like $3 a second. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't cheap. It? It had to be a bloody. I remember those, and they're in the back of the white pages, <laughs> yeah. the yellow pages. Or but something. then there was yeah. a number, and you could call, and it was just, it was like a local phone call cost. Yeah. Um, but you could ring up, and you just, all you heard was like, there was just like a few of latest top 40 releases. That you could <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. Listen to? No, it was the top forty. It was it was, was actually it? the top forty? Was yeah, oh. you could just listen to the top forty. On yeah, the in phone. mono, in oh, one in ear. Terrible phone. <laughs> for, <laughs> terrible. For the cost of buying a single. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Um, but that's got nothing to do with death, really. Yeah. Remember the remember that before the internet. Before the internet, my God, we're living in primitive times. Terrifying. Um, the, uh, uh, this, this. I'm, I'm well off topic now. But do you okay. remember? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm into the world of comedy death. Yeah. yeah do you remember when? Um, uh, years, years, and years ago, mm. uh, Mambo's got a relatively new band, and again, we're just playing everywhere we could, so we yep. take any gig. And um, uh, a lovely young guy uh, who um, is now a musician himself, but when he was in year twelve, he booked Mambo's God as, as his communication project. Yes. And because um, he was a good guy and a fan of the group, and you know, just a just a good egg, uh, we said we'd do it. We didn't realise that because uh, uh, Man Bites God's own particular brand of whimsy is a little bit rude. Yeah, uh, it's a bit. It's a little bit offensive. Uh, no, I wouldn't say horrendously, but a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, adult. And uh, we turned up to play what we thought was a comedy uh, gig, and it was in a church. And the crowd was enormous. There must have been 200 people there. And there were grandmothers and there were young children. There was all ages in a church. And you have never seen so many. Because we weren't the only ones on the bill. There were a number of people. And you've never seen so many comedians sitting around desperately rewriting gear. Yes. Going, oh, my God, that's an eight-year-old in the front row. And there's a granny. And, okay, so no no jokes about this. And, and we're in a church and no jokes about this. Yeah. I think we referred to ourselves as MBG. And I think we did. Night. I think we might have. Hey, do you guys remember when that's we right. ruined a funeral? <laughs> Oh, Do you remember that gig? I'm I'm intrigued. We no. were playing. Uh, there was a, a conference for the departments at universities that book oh. entertainment. Yes, and we got booked yeah, to right. play at this conference. Yes, so I don't remember this at all. Wangara, Wangara, uh, uh, somewhere. Uh, some, uh, all, all Yarrawonga, Yarrawonga. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. familiar. Yeah. Vague. We and couldn't we, get any food. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. that was a story. That in was itself, part of it. Trying to find mm-hmm. food after. Seven o'clock on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, in that town. Our performance got, for some reason, postponed until the next morning. Yes. And we were playing outside um, while people were sort of having lunch or yeah. breakfast or something. Yeah. And we were next, we were playing poolside. Mm. Um, and uh, oh, next yeah. to, and this is a terrifying um, advertisement for the uh, for the, the the country resort. This was all taking place at, but it's next to a funeral home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no reflection on Yarrawonga. No. <laughs> and apparently, there was a funeral in progress while we were playing songs poolside. 
Yeah. <laughs> in the resort. Yeah. And literally just the other side of the fence, there were people grieving while we sang songs. About Probably about, about dead, dead people. people. Humorous, yeah. Humorously making fun of corpses and the sex. dead. Yeah. yeah. Right. I vaguely yeah. remember that, but only very, very vaguely. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I cast your mind back to the to the to the to the gig in the church. Yeah, we were all backstage and we were just sh- we were shitting it. Yeah, because we thought, oh, this is gonna be fucked. And we went out there, and the crowd could not have been better. No, like they were lovely. ready to laugh. Lovely, lovely crowd. We we copped to the fact that um, look, we were gonna have to change the act a lot because we didn't realize it was very much the elephant in the room. Yeah, it was, and we 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 we, and I think I think our opening gambit was we we walked out and said it's nice to be in a church and not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we said, and there was a bit of laughter. And then we said, I think it might have been Chris's thing was we got the audience to select words that we would say that's instead right. of swear words, which is genius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it worked really well. And they were they were they were bang up for it. they were really friendly crowd. It was a great gig, and um, I remember this. This is my my favorite part of the gig was um. Desperately trying to rewrite the songs as I was singing them yeah. to make sure I didn't swear. And we were playing uh, a song called Koala Song, and the song is about the violent killing of koalas. The whole song is just an unexcusable list of travesties of violence that perpetuated on a tiny innocent animal. Max Harris, PCA blush. And there is one swear word in the song, and I forgot to take it out, and it was the word piss. And then it was too late. I had to just keep going. Mm. But I watched a guy, and he has been laughing along with the dismemberment and destruction of koalas for a whole song. And then it got to the swear word, and he went, oh, that's not really good, is it? Yeah. Disappointed. I don't like swearing in my songs about the killing and butchering of animals. You were such (laughs) nice boys until you said we. Yeah, it wasn't. It was weird. But... Uh, but it was it was a good gig, but I I do remember that feeling of panic backstage. I've mm. completely forgotten that Yarrawonga gig. Yeah, yeah, it was Probably pretty crazy for good reason. Yeah. The thing that really sticks in my mind about that gig was arriving at eight o'clock or something on the Friday night, having missed the buffet dinner that was organised <laughs> um, because it happened at six or something insane yeah. like that, and then going, oh, well, it's eight o'clock and it's a Friday night, so we'll find something. Yeah, I'd be great. And then, driving down the main street of Yarrawonga, literally as we're driving past, places were turning off their lights yeah. as we drove down. And the, the supermarket was closing. And the supermarket was closed. And so then, Ouch. do you remember, do you guys remember what we had for dinner yeah. that night? I don't. We had a toasted we, cheese uh, and sandwich cheese from and behind the bar. In the that, gaming room. And the man, when he took it out of the bucket in the fridge, had a bit of a sniff of it first oh. and gave it to us for slightly cheaper because oh. he wasn't sure how long it had been in there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, that was that was when we almost died. Yeah. Oh, it could have been our funeral. Yep. Yeah. Everybody loves a baby, and if yours is new, you're so busy in a dizzy. Well, we can help you. Our diaper service is the easy way, and the cost is only pennies a day. So, did you guys, when you were younger, did you have, did people try and soften the blow of death for you? Like, for example, it's reasonably common that um, that parents tended to, rather than tell a child that their the dog has died, that they say it's gone, He's playing it's gone on to the, the country. <laughs> well, I was told that the, the dog had gone to the country because it would like the country better. It was a nicer place for the dog, so the dog had to go to the country, um, which happened twice. We had two dogs. 
um, and they got old and then they went to the country. And then uh, one day I was going to my grandparents' house (laughs) and uh, I was told Mm. that my grandfather had gone to the country and I thought I would never see him again (laughs) because... Because every time the dogs went to the country, they never came back. Oh, he's uh, gone to feed the dogs. He's <laughs> <laughs> gone to take another dog to the country. But no, he came back, so that was all right then. Oh, dear. Uh, no, yeah. I, don't I, had the, I don't think I had the blow of death softened at all. Mm, I, no. I mean, my, the pet that I had that died, I had two pets that died. Um, at the same time, because they suicide were, pact. They were <laughs> well mauled by a Rottweiler. Oh. Yeah. Um, so that was fairly, fairly uh, traumatic. Yeah, that brings it fairly sharply into focus. Yeah. It's very hard to. <laughs> oh, they're in the country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that well, that bit. That of him. Bit. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, like I mean, obviously, yeah. I had uh, had family members that died growing yeah. up, and then the the one that really sort of really hit home was when my grandmother died on Christmas morning uh, in the house that we were staying hey. in. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Did you see her? Yeah. How was it? It was it was weird. I was nine or ten or something and it was yeah, it was all I don't know, it was all very somber and very strange because then they were because <laughs> it was still Christmas yeah. and then everybody was trying Really hard to be upbeat, and I sort of it felt very odd. I was, yeah, yeah, you could have been a hero in your family if you had very seriously turned to your mother or father and said, Why would Santa do this? (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is, surely it's Christmas, there's a Christmas miracle, but obviously it didn't. No, I liked my grandmother, Chris. (laughs) Some of us liked our grandmothers, Chris, (laughs) but again, though, you would have been a legend if the family, if you'd said. Santa got me what I wanted and then like picked out a particularly awful member of the family and said, you're next. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I'm going to, uh, if I may, uh, do a, a, a very, very, very short play. Great. Cool. Uh, on the subject of, uh, of death. death. Uh, this is called Plane. Does it need music? Um, no, but it'd be great to have a sound effect of a plane. Okay, like good. A, just a, like a sanding... A no, wood. like a being on a plane. Like an aeroplane. Like an aeroplane. Ah. Is it not crashing? Like a, oh, not I like a give it away. <laughs> Prairie. <laughs> no. No, like an aeroplane. Aeroplane. Yes, an aeroplane. Difficult engineer. <laughs> Wish Santa would bring me what I wanted. <laughs> Which remember the band I'd have Santa kill. Um, <laughs> anyway, that would start now or not. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> This is called This is called Plane P L A N E. Gotcha. A short play written on a plane. Right. P L A N E. <laughs> you don't have to spell everything out. I think I do. <laughs> Picture it. A crowded economy class section of a major airline jumbo jet. Suddenly one of the passengers stands up. Man. That's the guy standing up. Man. Alright everybody, I am hijacking this plane. The rest of the passengers gasp. Man, that's right. If you don't give me full control of this plane, I'm going to turn on my mobile phone. And that could seriously interfere with the plane's navigational equipment. The rest of the passengers gasp again. Man, I want the pilots to crash this plane into my girlfriend. <laughs> she, she had sex with two of my best friends at the same time and now the photos are on the internet. A stewardess approaches the man. Stewardess. 
Would you like coffee or tea, sir? Man, coffee, please. She hands the man a cup of coffee. He drinks it, then becomes dizzy and falls to the ground. Stewardess. Ha-ha! I put poison in your coffee! I keep capsules of rat poison in my bra. The rest of the passengers applaud and laugh with great relief. Then they all take it in turns to spit on the man's twitching corpse. The end. <laughs> Very nice. I was watching this thing on television. Oh, yes. Night, uh, and it was a program yes. um, that was called On Death Row. Ooh. And it's a documentary program made by Werner Herzog. Oh, uh, yes. The director, Werner Herzog. Grizzly Bear. Mm. Grizzly man. Oh, grizzly bear. Mm, yeah. Bear grills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it's a, it's, it's a fascinating documentary. It sort of profiles people who are on death row and yeah. interviews them. And, and, and it's, it's, um, and it's narrated by Werner Herzog, yep. which is excellent because it, because that adds an air of Germany. Nazi concentration <laughs> camp. <laughs> Um, but the the brilliant one um, that I was watching uh, the other night, which was Hank Skinner, the guy's name was, and he, um, the I mean, he m- murdered or did he? Um, uh, his, <laughs> I don't his, know. You tell me. Wife, wife and stepchildren. <laughs> well, it's ambiguous. Oh, I see. Well, it's undecided. He's possibly he's on, he's on death row. row. Surely. Well, they ignored some evidence, and then oh. um, so he's, there's an appeal or something. And wow. anyway, imagine sort of if that could be if that could be suffixed to the end of every <laughs> verb. I walked, or did I? Here today. <laughs> I prepared, or did I? A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, Mark. You were on, saying, Sparky. or were you? Tell us about so, the TV. There was a there was a there was a bit in it where they where they drove out to the to the place where he would be killed, and yes. it had in fact been taken. Um, I think once before and had actually literally been at the point of, um, you know, in five minutes, he's going to get walked down the corridor and then the phone rang and he got his, he there was granted his stay. It's always five minutes. Um, five minutes. <laughs> I know they wait. <laughs> they love it. Um, it's like a and, surprise party, <laughs> and and the, and and they and they and it sort of he talks about the promised land and the the the, the what you see out the window of the the van as you're driving there, mm. and um, it's. I mean, I'm sure it was meant to be more poignant than I, I took it to be. But towards the end, they're doing this drive again and, and Werner Herzog is narrating it and, and saying all the things that you, you see. And he goes, and then it's, there was the line. And I, it was a very somber program, um, <laughs> except for this thing when he said, it's a happy worm bait shop in the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> the, the happy worm bait shop? Yeah. It was a bait shop as he was driving <laughs> along. And he just, like, don't read out all the signs. Uh, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Werner Herzog, that's his job, is to, is to look at things and tell you what they are. <laughs> I'm sort of sexy and thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has a little connotation, like the happy bait shop. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm. a happy worm. <laughs> mm. Everybody's got a happy worm. <laughs> I think it's about time for another segment of A Funny Thing Happened to James on the Way to the Podcast, Mark. A Funny Thing Happened to James on the Way to the Podcast. podcast. A Funny Thing Happened to James on the Way to the Podcast. Longer than the segment. Listen to the sounds of the funny (laughs) thing that happened to James on the Way to the podcast. Podcast. 
first or did it? Next time, I want you to sing it as Werner Herzog. <laughs> <laughs> it went a bit Werner Herzog towards I the end. I finally sing happened to James on the way to the podcast. <laughs> we have to warn that this podcast is not suitable for Germans. <laughs> hey, that leads rather neatly to the funny thing that happened to me on the way to this podcast. <laughs> you met now, Werner first Herzog. of all, yeah. this is a very lazy uh, comedy thing and one that I'm actually not a big fan of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you do a fake German accent? Fake German accent. No, <laughs> fake German accents for laughs is always funny. But I, I don't. I don't enjoy people who think that the word German is synonymous with the word Nazi. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, and 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 I certainly don't want to come off looking like that because uh, I I've just moved house. I live in a, a in an apartment uh, block, and uh, my neighbours who live uh, across the way have a swastika on their wall. Yay. Wow. Hey, yeah. yeah. Have a that for a fucking James bomb. The um. <laughs> The um uh uh, and this is the crazy part of it, right? Like um, the, they uh, uh they have a ground floor apartment. Their lounge room opens onto the courtyard that's shared in the in the in the complex, and they just they had their their windows kind of open and the blinds open and the lights on, so it was just easy to look in as I was walking past. I just cast a casual eye their way, and there on the wall is a big wooden decorated. Swastika, not backwards, not a no, just not the a Thai peace symbol, a big fuck off swastika. And I'm looking, and I went, oh, okay, that's swastika. And then I'm looking around for other things like a flag <laughs> or, or a guns, a skull, <laughs> and um, atomic bombs, <laughs> and the rest of the uh, uh, furnishings are quite nice. They're very mm. middle class and wooden and comfortable and just a wooden uh, carved swastika in the middle of the yeah, right. floor. And then I noticed that the uh, uh, the nationality of the people who live in the apartment appear to be Indian. Ah, uh, that makes more sense and it's less hateful. That's right. And what I looked up was, of course, the swastika is an ancient symbol uh, and it's Sanskrit, uh, it, uh, meaning the words vasti. Uh, meaning good luck, uh, good fortune, and well-being. Mm. Uh, and I suspect that is why these people have hung it in their home. It's very ornate, but not in a kind of steely Nazi way, more mm, kind of in a... Fighter pilot way. It's yeah. more a, it's a cuddly swastika. Sure. Mm. And, but here is my question to you. Yes. No. Because even if you have an ancient belief, don't, don't you sort of go, oh, we've sort of lost that one. Uh, let's make up a new one. Let's have a bunch of flowers. Let's have a bunny. We'll just put a bunny <laughs> up. Not a swastika. Because it is very... It, it Like, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. There must be other symbols. But there, I mean, there are... I mean, having lived in India for a little while, I mean, you see tons of swastikas. Because they're everywhere. Yeah, they're that's right. Because they're a part of And it's... Initially, it's it's sort of a bit... That's a bit weird. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, day three, it's sort of a bit... Yeah, yeah uh, swastikas. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to reclaim it. Look, I get that. It's like the little mustache. It's yeah. just going to be like yeah. I mean Charlie Chaplin, sure, and some other people, but it's just going to be a Hitler mustache yeah. forever. Mm. Hitler's got the swastika. He's got the little mustache. Mm. Yeah. So there you are. For for about three days, I thought my neighbours were Nazis. Uh. <laughs> Turns out they were uh, a perfectly reasonable couple, just expressing their own uh, cultural. Uh, background and I was a wrong-headed fool. Mm. <laughs> that was a funny thing to happen the way to the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> you were outed as being reductive. <laughs> or was I? So. <laughs> 
hurry and hungry, driving and eat. Every item on the menu's a treat. You don't have to dress up, come as you are. Your private dining room, right in your car. So I don't know whether you remember, but um, some time ago, a few in the in the previous decade, um, <laughs> Jesus. there was uh, there was kind of a people like to state health statistics up uh, on um, uh, how much uh, a certain thing reduces your lifespan. And the thing it started with, I think, was, cig- was cigarette smoking, which mm. is where this idea that um, every cigarette takes five minutes off your life, which is apparently the, the stat. And I always thought it was funny that, it, you know, um, if, um, if I was uh, going to be hit by a car and die, that I might just fall down dead on the footpath about five minutes before that happened. Um, mm. Because, um, you know, oh it's a long bow. <laughs> it's taken it's taken five minutes out of my off my life, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think people who just who are chain smokers don't realise that you know they they were probably going to get. Hit well, by I think a car. what it means is because now you have to go outside to have a cigarette, so you'll be out you'll be out sort of in, hang, hang, having dinner with your friends or something like that, and you'll have to take five minutes out of that to go outside and have a cigarette. Yeah, that's it true. <laughs> it really has to get five minutes. Out so you're just life. standing outside for five minutes. Yeah, then you come back in, you go get on with your life. <laughs> yeah, well, that's magical. Here's a great idea for a short film. Go to the future. Yeah, <laughs> you start smoking. And uh, from your first cigarette, uh, a little guardian person appears before you and you get to choose the five minutes of your life that you lose in order to have the cigarette. So he maps your life out in front of you and you go, okay, this cigarette will cost me. All right, well, uh, there was a bit where I prematurely ejaculated uh, when I was with a girl and then there was five minutes of crying and apologizing. <laughs> could I could I lose those five minutes and just just shorten it up? And then the angel goes, yeah, sure, no worries. Okay, cool. And so every time he smokes a cigarette, the guy appears in front of him and says... Uh, uh, okay, now which now which five minutes of your life do you want to lose? And then eventually, he run, as an older man, he runs, starts running out of life to lose, and <laughs> runs so, out of occasions of premature ejaculation. It <laughs> <laughs> just runs out, and so he goes back, and so now he starts forgetting things because the, the 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 cigarette angel starts taking five minutes out of his out of his life in the past, and so he forgets that he he did he does mm. things. I would I would start to take five minutes out of my life for the five minutes that I was listening to the leprechaun explain that I could take five minutes out of my life. Wasn't a leprechaun. Of those. <laughs> Wasn't a leprechaun. <laughs> Chris Where'd already you- forgot that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get leprechaun from? That's, fr- uh, that's from the cigarette he's going to have at the end of this podcast. I just assume that some magic creature that turns up and takes five minutes out of your life <laughs> is going to be a leprechaun. Doesn't that oh, make sense? Madonna, I'm the I'm the little cigarette leprechaun. <laughs> the this, <bog-wai. laughs> as it turns out, leads me into Chris's website. Oh, Somebody God. wants to sing it. <laughs> oh, they're always trying to take me pot of Winfield Golds. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Science. Does Chris's website have a theme? It's a new. Oh, it's a new. It's a new. Boy, boy does it. <laughs> Go on then. I don't remember it. Chris's website. Chris's website. I have the that is the sexiest theme of all of our segments. You like should hear Werner Hertz on day. <laughs> I wish he did. Chris's <laughs> website. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lordy. So uh, I I would direct our listeners to a um uh, it's a pretty old website now. 
but uh, yeah, yeah, it's all, it's hosted on GeoCities. Um, and nerds, uh, <laughs> you can um, you can communicate with with ICQ Messenger. Um, I uh, just words. If you go to uh, a deathclock.com. Oh. Uh, it's been around for a while, but what you do is essentially put in your details, your your age, your height, your uh, whether you smoke, um, if you're an idiot, and um, and it will tell you it will tell you when you're going to die and start counting down. It puts a clock on screen and starts counting down your life. It's um very it's affirming, life affirming sort of sort of stuff. How? How does it do it? How does it affirm your life? Ah, uh, because you go, oh, I've only got, I've only got twenty-five million seconds left, and I've better better use them. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, just had a cigarette, lost oh, it. Shit. Um, so uh, yeah, I would, I'd direct you to that website. It's fun for about a thirty seconds. What's the URL? You, you move on. Uh, it's deathclock.com. Cool. Have fun with that. Yeah. Is that the one? Um, I think I, I when I was googling stuff, I think I yeah. <laughs> you Google's your preferred search engine. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'm good. not a Bing man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Good O. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is death. All of this is death. Oh, have you done understand Maybe I'm what's dead? Am I dead? <laughs> this is, am I in hell? Is this hell? <laughs> you don't understand what's going on. Make sure you listen to the previous episodes. <laughs> I was just going to say, be careful when you go to it because I got a malware alert. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> this is a nightmare. Oh, this is what, what are, you're saying things. What is the things? Jesus. Oh my god! <sighs> let me t- let me tell you about the time I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <sighs> I thought I was going to die earlier when I heard the I heard Mark sing the Chris's website theme as one hurt, so I thought I was going to die. But uh, and by the way, I think a Chris's website's a regular segment. But Mark, can you sing the the, the theme song as different people every week? <laughs> okay. I personally okay. am looking forward to Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> Chris's website. It's thing. a condition. Oh. oh, I thought I was going to die then. I but think, uh, there was another time uh, I thought I was going to die. Yeah, well, what was that? Uh, thanks, thanks, good. <laughs> um, or were you? Swish. James's anecdote. Don't Stop know. it. <laughs> uh, it was summer in Australia, in Melbourne, which even in Melbourne is very, very hot. And it was one of those nights that was, you know... It had been forty-five degrees during the day. Mm. It had it had cooled to a, a, a nice thirty degrees overnight. Mm. Like it was one of those nights, mm. and I uh, was living in a place uh, uh, that had no air conditioning, mm. um, uh, uh, very little ventilation. It was hot. It was brick. So it, the house had just been baking all day, like a tandoori oven. And I was trying to sleep, and it was just impossible. And I was asleep on top of my covers uh, in just a pair of boxer shorts, ladies. <laughs> and um, I tried to open all the house up to get some air through because it was cooling down a bit. And I had managed finally in the wee small hours, like the you know 2 a.m. to fall asleep. And I was woken up by two uniformed policemen standing <laughs> over my bed, shining a torch at me. That's a, that really happened. I am wearing a modern day loincloth. I am in my own house. These policemen are in my house, in my bedroom, standing over me, shining a torch at me. And I remember 
just you know you get those those moments of super calm. I just I opened my eyes, I took it all in, and I went, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they they went, oh, um, well, we're sorry to disturb you. Um, there's been a, a series of, of of robberies in your street, and um, there's been reports of a guy r- running, um, like fleeing us uh, uh, down this street. And uh, we saw your door was open and we thought he might have come in here and we just wanted to check that you were okay uh, and that he wasn't in here. And I said, oh, I, I, I don't think he's in here. <laughs> I don't know. I was fleeing down the street. I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I'm petrified because these are guys with guns standing. You don't expect to wake up to the police standing over you. No. Holy Jesus. If you if you want a near death experience, a hot night. And suddenly you're in an episode of Cops because you're that guy in nothing but his boxer shorts <laughs> being dragged out of his house at 3 in the morning going, "You don't understand me. You don't know me." So there you go. Near death uh, experience. I have a story. Oh, good. Cool. Uh, under this story, just like um, a drone. <laughs> it's called Happy Death Day. Good choice. This is a choose your own adventure story for eight-year-olds. Death is inevitable, like taxes, unless you're in the United Arab Emirates, where death is much more inevitable and tax less so. The end. That doesn't deserve a drone. (sighs) Well, in the spirit of shit things, I also would like to read a shit thing out. This is uh, uh, an even shorter play than the play I wrote earlier. (laughs) Mine's called Practical Joke. A man puts a bucket of water above a door. Then he crouches to one side and waits. Man, this is going to be great. When one of my friends walks in the door, a bucket of water is going to fall on their heads. This is going to be the greatest practical joke ever. Four hours later. (laughs) Same room. Man hasn't moved. Man. Oh, yeah. I forgot that I don't have any friends. (laughs) He looks sad. Cut to caption. Several weeks later, the man's rotting corpse is lying exactly where he was waiting earlier. There are flies buzzing around it. The sound of a knock from outside the door. Mr. Reynolds? Are you there? (laughs) The rent is due, Mr. Reynolds. The end. <laughs> We're going to do a song from a very old uh, Man Bites God album, which I hope is probably still available on iTunes. Um, it's called Happy Songs, uh, is the name of the EP. And, and the song that we're going to do from it is very suitable uh, to this uh, particular podcast. We're going to do it a cappella for you today because I couldn't be fucked bringing my guitar <laughs> in. I, I had it this morning looking at it and going, oh, we need to do it a cappella. <laughs> All right. Mm. Listeners can make up their own musical accompaniment. Oh, that would be amazing. (laughs) Oh, send send it it to us. Send it in. Okay. She smells kind of funny, but I love her. She smells kind of funny, but I care. I'm saving up my pay for some deodorant spray. To rub across her pungent body hair She smells kind of funny 
but I love her. Maybe it's cause she's been dead for three years. I tried to kiss her cheek, but it fell off last week and now it's on the floor next to her ears. Dead, dead woman. She is dead. Dead, dead woman. Doesn't need to be fed. Dead, dead woman. And in bed. She doesn't move around much. Nice. Uh, Shall we wrap it? Yeah. Well... Uh, that kills <laughs> another edition of Theatre of the World, as well as the friendships of all those involved. <laughs> I'm James. I am Mark. And I'm Chris. Hey. Or are we? <laughs> <laughs> Tell your friends, do the downloading and sharing. Twitter at us, TOTW podcast. And just, 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 you're going to die, everyone. Get, get over it. Just do it. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. Did you ever think you were going to die? Yeah, probably. At my hand? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I electrocuted myself, well, at least once that I can remember. (laughs) And 40 times it can't. (laughs) Uh, Got hit by a car. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was on my bike. I got hit by a car. You got electrocuted Very, and hit by a car. Not the same time. Are you Wiley Coyote? <laughs> <laughs> and then an anvil fell on me. <laughs> this is Man Bites God. This is Man Bites God.